And good morning, everybody. Welcome to Fellowship in the Word with Pastor Robert Cooper from Sandusky, Ohio. Tonight, today's sermon is brought to you by Single Mother's Guide to Raising Black Boys, also by From Crack to Christ, Part 1. Both books written by me, Franklin Donnie D. Lewis, available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Exlibris.com. Pick up a copy. Help support all of our shows here on Blog Talk Radio. Our phone number is 646-595-3338. That's 646-595-3338. And push the one of the love button if you would like to chime in at the appropriate time when Pastor Cooper turns it over to the microphone to people that would like to get a prayer in, uh, request, or just have something on their mind that they'd like to get some clarification on. Sometimes I do. Let's turn it over to Pastor Robert Cooper. How you doing, Pastor Cooper? Hello, Brother Lewis. How are you today? Doing okay, man. Doing okay. Uh, we, we are grateful and blessed to be in the presence of the Lord again today. And as always, you know, our ears are attentive to what the Spirit has to say unto God's people. And we are His people and it's important that the people who are listening, those who have given their life to Jesus Christ by faith, those who have been washed clean by his blood, you should know that you are God's people. You do have an identity in God. Amen? Now, the devil, he's real interested in keeping you from never knowing this because as long as you don't know who you are, then you won't know what you have coming to you. But we come to these Fellowship in the Word courses. I'm going to call them courses because we want people of God to know and understand just who they are, whose they are, what they are, and what we have. Amen. And we also want you to know that the devil is always trying to prevent you from having those things, but take comfort in the fact that the devil is a liar. Amen. I want to pray right now for for you today. And we ask the Lord to look upon those who may not have been able to call in, but maybe they have a special prayer need. And we ask right now, Lord, that you, we come together and we thank you, we bless you, we praise your name. We call upon you, Lord, in times like these. We need you today like we never needed you before. We ask you to help us not to take things for granted, Lord. Yes. But to give but to give glory where glory needs to be given, and that's to you. Because we realize without you, we would have nothing. Without you, we would be nothing. And without you, we yes. couldn't do anything. So we thank and praise you right now. We honor you, and we give you the glory again and the praise. Now we ask you to bless these listeners, these callers, those who may be listening by podcast, and we ask you to give them, amen, the inspiration to achieve and to succeed in everything that they attempt from this day forth and forevermore. Everything that we attempt in your name and in your will, we call it done by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I found out that a lot of people don't realize this, but God is not your enemy. Some people look at God as the enemy because he's father, and some people have a pretty negative father image when it comes to natural fathers because father was the one who disciplined you and father is the one who tells you what you can and cannot do and father's the one that leads guide and directs you you know in, in the proper sense and so so many times people consider father or those in the father position to be the enemy but in the case of god it's not so amen because I found out that all God really wants to do for all of us is to bless us. 
Amen. He wants to bless us, and he wants us to be as blessed as we can possibly be. He doesn't want us to be without. He wants us to have. And not just some things, but I found out by studying the word that he's made provision for us to have all things. Amen? And we're going to talk about that a little bit, but we need to understand something about God. He does make one request, and we all need to follow. Amen? And that's he wants us to follow him. Praise God. Hallelujah. He wants us to follow him. He doesn't want us to be sometimey with him. He wants us to be committed. Is that asking too much for God that we call upon every day for God who we need to do things for us morning, noon, and night? Is it too much to ask that we be committed to him? Amen. Truly committed to God. Amen. 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 And, and, and that's what's required because when you get truly committed to God, you find out that Father's not such a bad guy. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. He's not a man that he should lie. You know, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Praise the living God. Whatever he says is coming to pass. He says, have I said it and shall I not do it? Have I spoken and shall I not make it good? So we have a father who's willing to make good every word that's in this Bible because everything in the word of God, God has spoken. Good God Almighty. So we need to get, we need to learn, we need to change our idea about father and get real, 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 real cool with father. Because we've had him at a distance for too long. And it's time that we got up close and personal with him because he wants to be up close and personal with all of us. Amen? Somebody give God some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what he says. Go to Psalm 23. This is the way he wants us to approach this relationship with him. Amen? Because he wants us to know without a shadow of a doubt that the only thing he wants to lead us to is blessedness. Yeah. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. That's the Father. The Lord is my shepherd. We're talking about the Father right now. We know Jesus is the good shepherd. We're talking about the Father. The Lord is my shepherd. He says, I shall not want. Now, when you allow God to be your shepherd, when you allow the Lord to lead you, guide you, and direct you, and you make a commitment to follow him and him only. No, no, no. Not just on, not just on every other day. Not just on the weekdays. But on every day. From the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night, even if you wake up in the middle of the night, you are still following him. Praise the living God. And that's not a sentence. That's a privilege. Amen. Amen. We need to learn to start seeing following him as a privilege. Praise God. And we are privileged that he is right with us. And he wants us to be right with him. Praise God. Amen. How many know God wants you to be right with him? He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So do you think he's saying that so we can leave him and forsake him? He wants us to be right with him all the time. When you give your life to Jesus Christ and when you became born again, you made a commitment to be right with God. Wherever he is, that's where he wants you to be. My Bible said that we sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And the last time I looked, Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So God wants us to be where he is. God wants us to be right with him. I'm learning that's what righteousness has to deal with. Righteousness has to deal with, amen, not so much, amen, a disposition, but a spiritual position. Right with God. Where he is, <laughs> that's where he wants us to be. 
Hallelujah. He wants us to follow him. He wants to be our shepherd. He wants us to go where he goes. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. That means he's going to watch over you, lead you, guide you, protect you, provide for you. Hallelujah. And it says, I shall not want. Because how many know God is not just a shepherd? He's a real, real, real good shepherd. And he makes sure that all your needs are met when you follow him. It says, I shall not want. I'm looking right at it. I shall not want. That means for anything. Good God Almighty. Amen. How many people want to get out of want today? The solution is following God. Letting him be your shepherd. Let him tell you what to do. I know a lot of folk have an attitude. I don't want nobody telling me what to do. If that's the case, then, amen, then then this is not for you. But for those who are submitted, for to those who are humble, amen, this is your key to success. This is, oh, this is what you've been needing to do all your life is to make up in your mind, I'm going to drop everything I'm doing, and I'm going to follow God. I'm going to let the Lord lead me because he knows more about where I'm going than I'll ever know. He knows more about what I'm doing than I'll ever know. So I'm going to let him lead me, praise the living God. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That means for anything. You need a full tank of gas, he means that too. You need, you need food on your table, he means that too. You need peace in your heart, he means that too. You need healing in your body, he means that too. You shall not want. I'm doing my best to get past verse number one, but it's too much here. I can't let it go because it's too full. Praise the living God. He said, I shall not want. Now, if a person is interested in being in want, then they won't want nothing to do with the Lord being their shepherd. But when the Lord is your shepherd, amen, he takes care of all your needs in a divine way. He makes sure you don't want for anything. Praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't this good stuff? It's good to me because it lets me know, amen, that life is not hopeless, nor does life have to be hopeless. All we have to do is make the Lord our shepherd. Amen. And he's willing, amen, to set you up in a position and a lifestyle and a livelihood where you don't want for anything. That sounds like a royal position to me. I don't know about you. But that's the way I want to do it. That's the only way to do it. I've got to do it that way. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I think we need to practice, amen, following the Lord and practicing letting the Lord be our shepherd. Because when we do, we just may find we like it. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Here's the proof of it. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Amen. Green pastures. Now, you know, we're not talking about barren land. We're not talking about a place where that, that's deserted with, 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 with no signs of life, but green pastures. Ah, to me, that's a position. To me, that describes a position of, 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 of comfort and no lack. Hallelujah. Green pastures. He leadeth me beside... The still waters, not a bunch of controversy, not a bunch of conflict, not a bunch of confusion, but peace. How many need peace today? Oh, come on, you know you need peace, because I know I do. We need peace every day. We need peace every single day. I'll say it out loud. I'll speak for everybody on the line. You know you need peace. Hallelujah. We need peace. And he's willing to give you peace. He wants to lead you beside the still waters. Amen. My Bible says in in, in the next verse, in verse 3, it says, He restores my soul. He restores my soul. Come on, folks. There's so many of us. You know, we've been through some things. How many have been through some things? Then he's talking to you because you know as well as I do, your soul needs restoration, and you need restoration right now. 
You sick and yes, tired man. of being sick and tired. You sick and tired of dealing with the same old, same old. You need some help. You need some restoration for your soul. Yes. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you comfort. He's going to give you a lavish lifestyle. Praise the living God. He's going to give you everything you need, but all you have to do is follow him. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. For his name's sake. How many know when the Lord is your shepherd, amen, the only paths you're going to be going down are the paths of righteousness? Yes, amen. For his name's sake. You don't have to worry about going down those side streets. You don't have to worry about getting lost or going through the cut. You don't have to worry about winding up in the alley someplace. The only direction he's going to lead you is in the path of righteousness. Praise the living God. Yes. That's good news. Hallelujah. I'm working real, real hard to do this because I'm telling you, people of God, the Lord is telling me this is what he wants to do for his people. How many people want to be led down the path of righteousness for his name's sake? The psalmist yes. says, Amen. the psalmist says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I will fear no evil. How many know that when God is with you, you don't have to be afraid of evil? In Amen. Psalm 91, it says that no evil shall befall you, and no plague shall come near your dwelling when you dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Now the psalmist is telling us, he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. You turn your television on, and sometimes you turn it on, and you can't help but seeing things on the news reports that are just horrific. Amen. And you wonder what is going on. Come on, am I by myself? You wonder what is going on, amen, what is going on? It looks like every time you turn it on, somebody else is getting hurt, somebody else is getting towed up, somebody else is getting towed up from the floor up. Yep. Somebody's getting taken down, amen. That's what it looks like, amen. That to me, that represents the valley of the shadow of death. Because you don't even have to leave your house. You don't even have to leave your living room. Just turn your television on. And instead of getting better and better, it often appears to be getting worse and worse. But the psalmist says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, things like that are going on all around me. He says, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. You know, every shepherd has a staff. Praise the living God. In Psalm 91, it talks about something similar to that. He says, he says that in Psalm 91, when you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, he said, he said, a thousand shall fall by your side and ten thousand by your right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. Because you're covered. How many of God has you covered? Yes. Amen. Oh, that's good to know. Oh, that's good to know. God has you covered. You may have missed your insurance payment, but God's got you covered. Now, as soon as you can, pay it. Pay it as soon as you can, but at this moment in time, God has you covered. Because can't nobody do you like God can do you. Nope. He nope. says, he says, a thousand shall fall at thy side in Psalm 91, verse 7. And 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come near you. King James says, nigh thee. Same thing. It shall not come near you. You'll be in the midst of it, but it won't come near you. Isn't that something? That's the, that's the power of God. That's the power of God's protection. And it's good to know because we need to realize that we are covered and we are protected because God is so good. Hallelujah. 
Verse number five, he says, Thou preparest the table before me. I'm in Psalm 23 again. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Hallelujah. In the presence of my enemies. This is what God will do. He understands, amen, that when you're being led uh, down the path of righteousness, that there are a lot of people who are offended at righteousness. There are a lot of spirits, amen, that don't think righteousness is all of that. And so and so they naturally become your adversaries and your enemies. And so you're not making enemies. You just have enemies because the Lord is your shepherd. And the devil does not really believe in the Lord being your shepherd, so he's always pro- providing adversary or adversarial forces for you to have to deal with. The Bible says, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my of my adversaries, in the presence of my enemies, in the presence of those that oppose me. Praise the living God. God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He says, And thou hast anointed my head with oil. The anointing is powerful. Amen. The anointing is the spirit of God. Amen. And all the power, amen, of God is in that anointing. And God wants it to be on you. Yeah, when you're going through tough times, God wants it to be on you. He wants you to know, amen, that you are anointed and that it's upon your head and you're anointed from head to toe. Praise the living God. And that no weapon formed against you will prosper. This message won't take long, but I sure hope it sinks in because I know there's some people out there listening who are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. Yes. It's time to trade that in as a position. We were not designed to be sick and tired. We were designed to reign and to rule. We were designed to win and have victory, not to be defeated. So he says, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Again, thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I like this verse because it means a whole lot to me. Surely. How many know when the Lord says surely, he means surely? Surely, goodness and mercy, hallelujah, shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. That's a that's a word for someone who is looking for a place to dwell. How many is looking for a dwelling place, amen? God has a dwelling place already set up for you. All you have to do is let him be your shepherd. He's got a dwelling place that is so secure. He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. How many know when God's goodness and God's mercy is following you, amen, you're also walking in God's favor? How many know we need to walk in God's favor? Yes, amen, amen. One of the things that the adversary needs needs, needs to hear from God's people to really be secure is to hear people that are not... Praising God. But we're going to praise the Lord, amen. We're going to praise the Lord, praise the living God. We're going to praise the Lord just because he's God and just because he's the good shepherd and just because we have made a commitment to follow him and do what he says do and do what he wants us to do. Proverbs chapter 3. Hallelujah, Jesus. Proverbs chapter 3. And I'm going to begin by reading at verse 5. It's something we all have to do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not into your own understanding. It says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will be your shepherd. 
and he will direct your paths. How many know God wants to direct your paths? And yes. the reason being is because when he when he created you, when he created you, he knows the place. He knows what he has destined you for. He knows what he's destined all of us for, and he wants to lead us into our places of destiny. He doesn't want us to be sidetracked. He doesn't want our lives to be mismanaged. He doesn't want us to have misunderstanding. He doesn't want us to suffer misfortune. But he wants to direct our paths. And how many know when the Lord is your shepherd, amen, you shall not want. Glory be to God. But we got to learn this. We have to learn to trust in the Lord. The Bible says trust in the Lord with all thy heart. That's just like saying the Lord is my shepherd because you got to give him all of you. Amen. You know, it's something. We want all of him, so why can't we give him all of us? That's what, that's what, that's what it requires, that we give him all of us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, sisters and brothers. I know, I know, when you try to relate it to in human terms, you, you may have difficulty because you find out from time to time you can't trust this one and you can't trust that one, and your experiences with individuals have been so difficult. Trust is kind of a hard thing to do. But I assure you, you can trust God. Because God is not trying to hurt you or harm you. The only thing God wants to do is bless you and keep you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Hallelujah. We celebrate you today, Lord. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. I, I close with this sometimes, but it's such a powerful uh, a verse of Scripture. He says, now unto him, talking about Almighty God, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I don't care how vivid your imagination is, and I don't care how loud your mouth is. You can never ask for as much or even visualize or even imagine as much as God wants to give you or is able to give you. You can never even imagine, amen, the breath and the depth of the blessings that God wants to bestow on you. Amen. Oh, you could have a very vivid imagination, but you can't figure this one out because he said because he said that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Just when you think you got what you want from God, amen, you find out that God has always wanted to give you a whole lot more. Praise the living God. Above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. And see, that's what I love about God, because he knows things about you. He knows things about us that we don't even know. He knows that we have power working in us, power that we're not using all the time, power that we're seldom using, because you can't use it if you don't know you have it. And it has to be discussed. It has to be talked about, praise the living God. And it's the power. How many know prayer has power? How many know prayer has power? Yes, 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 definitely. Prayer. Excuse me. Prayer has so much power that prayer can literally change things. You would think with that kind of power working in us that we could use, amen, to make things happen. Why aren't we having more prayer meetings than we do? Why don't we have more prayer get-togethers than we do? Yes, yes. Because we need to understand that with power like that, it doesn't serve us not to use it. It's time we start using our prayer power, prayer power. It's time we start using our praise power. There's power in praise. 
The Bible says God inhabits, amen, the praises of his people. We have to understand that's what we have to do, amen, and we want to release the presence and the power of God in our situations. We don't have to settle for what's going on. We don't have to settle for what's happening on the news. We got power over the things that are happening on the news. We have power over the, over the bad situations and the bad conditions. I'm talking to the people of God. I'm talking to the church. The yes. church has to start being the church. The church yes. has to start being more than just a place where people go. Mm-hmm. I agree. It has to become a people of God, a place that people can see. People that wherever you go, whether it be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day, including Sunday, folks know you are the church because you have a glow about you. Stand by. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to keep your water bottle next to you when you're talking like this because the enemy don't want you to talk about things. He don't want you to let the people of God know, amen, but I'm going to let you know, praise the living God, that we have power in us. Yes, and we, we have to start using that power, amen. What good is power if you don't use it? What good is food if you don't eat it? What good is water if you don't drink it? And again, what good is power if you don't use it? It's time out for us not using the power that worketh in us. Because God said he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. We better start working that power. There's been too many power outages among the Christian folk. It's time to work that power. It's time to turn that power on, praise the living God. It's time to let the world know, amen, that you're not powerless. Because the Bible said, according to the power that worketh in us, God is able to do all these things. How many know there's power in faith? Definitely. There's power in faith. Great power in faith, amen. Now, there's no power in fear. So that's no, why your man. adversary is always trying to keep you afraid. Yes, amen, he does. Because he knows that fear cancels faith. Yeah. Just like turning off the light switch will cancel the light from shining. Mm. He knows fear will cancel faith. So he's always trying to keep you in fear so you won't be in faith because faith gives you so much power. Yes. There's nothing you can't do outside of faith. Mm-hmm. We're always Amen. trying to keep you feeling like you're lacking, and this is going to happen to you, and that's going to happen to you, and you better not say this, and you better not say that, and you mm-hmm. better not do this, and you better mm-hmm. not do that. Faith says mm-hmm. just the opposite. Faith says I am going to say it. Faith says yes. I am going to do it. Faith yes. says I am going to have it. Yes. Faith yes. says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. Notice Philippians 4.13. Need that faith. You got to have faith. Because the word of God says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. We serve a God, amen, who's pleased by faith. When he sees faith in operation, all the rules change. Amen. God is willing to change the rules. He's willing to move things out of your way when you start walking by faith and not by sight. So we need to understand. We need to understand that we have all these sources of power, prayer, praise, faith, and we need to start walking in these things and doing them more regularly and making them a part of our daily routines. And not just something we talk about not just something we talk about on Sunday mornings, like most people have done all through the years traditionally, talked about faith, talked about prayer, talked about praise on Sunday morning, but through the rest of the week you live just like everybody else. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, he doesn't want sir. us to be that way. He wants us to be living epistles. Amen. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be the light of the world. 
a city that's set on a hill, the Bible says in Matthew five fourteen, cannot that can't be hid. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to the church in a loving way. I'm speaking to the church out of love right now. Church, it's time to come out of hiding. Yeah. Church, we've been in hiding for too long. The devil loves to keep you in hiding. That's why he's always telling you you can't have it, you can't do it, you can't get it. You can't think it. Turn that around. Begin walking by faith. And watch, your light's going to begin to shine. And everywhere you go, people are going to be marveling at you, how you were able to do that which appeared to be impossible. Because faith gives you that kind of power. Let's turn this thing around. And and, and I say turn it around because we come together, amen, and we have to change because if we don't turn it around, amen, who will? The world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The the world is waiting to see the church, amen, take her rightful position in global affairs. It's time that we start turning all kinds of things around. And we got that kind of power. It's called righteousness. And when we get right with God, because he wants us to be right with him, just like I said in the 23rd Psalm, where he is, that's where he wants you to be. I like how Jesus said it in John 14. He said, he said, he said I will come again and receive you unto myself, so that where I am, good God Almighty, there you may be also. The purpose and the plan of God is not to keep us at a distance someplace from him, but he wants us to be right with him. Hallelujah. Where do you want your children to be? In the nights when they're right with you? Oh, sure. We know they mature. We know they grow up. Amen. But that don't mean they can't be right with you in, 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 as far as in your spirit and in your heart. Amen. You need to be close. And God wants us to be close to him. He wants to be close to us. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. That's close. That's close, baby. That's as close as it gets. I like how Jesus described being close to God in John 10 and verse 30. He said, I and my Father are one. How many know Jesus said that? Oh, he said that he said that much to, much to the dismay of those who were in the crowd, those who were with him, when they heard him say that, the Bible says they picked up stones to stone him. John chapter 10, read verse 30. And Jesus boldly stated, I and my Father are one. That's how close God wants us to be with him. That's how much he loves us. And that's what he wants to do for us. He wants us to be in that place, amen. It's called, and Psalm 91 calls it the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty, right with him. You can't go wrong being right with him. You can't go wrong being right with him. You can't go wrong being right with him. You can go wrong being wrong with him. But you can't go wrong being right with him. Hallelujah. He's making it clear. He's making it plain that he has a way of life that he wants for all of his children to live. And he's doing everything in his power, amen, to make sure that we enjoy that life. It's a life of goodness. It's a life of blessedness. I love Deuteronomy 28 because he he tells us all you have to do to Enjoy that life. It's simply this. He says in Deuteronomy 28, he says, and it shall come to pass. I read this a lot. You know why I read this a lot? Because I like it a lot. Because it says a lot. And it shows me just how much God loves me and just how much God loves us. He said, and it shall come to pass. That's a promise. You know, I like that because when God talks to me like that, it means something because he doesn't say it might come to pass or it won't come to pass. He said it shall come to pass. I guarantee you, if you hearken diligently 
unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do, not just observe, but to do all, all, not just the ones you like, but all of them, all his commandments, which I command thee this day. He said that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. How many know that's where God wants you to be? Amen. If God didn't want you to be on high, he certainly wouldn't be about setting you up there himself. But my Bible says the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. That's good news. He can do things for you that you can't do for yourself. God can move mountains for you. God can get your obstacles out of the way. God can move your adversaries out of the way. God can move your deaths out of the way. God can move everything that's standing in your way that's holding you back from being where he wants you to be. Once you do what he says. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. You know, I figure like, I figure like this, brothers and sisters, if we're going to have church, we may as well hear the word because we need to know just how God wants us to be. And he's willing to do all kinds of things just to make it happen if we follow him. He's calling for us to return to him right now. We've been gone too long. Look at your neighbor and say, we've been gone for too long. Yes. We've been gone for too long. It's time for us to return to the Father. He wants us to hearken diligently. That means listen carefully unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Or he may speak to you through an apostle. He may speak to you through a prophet. He may speak to you through an individual, anybody. But, but just know that the Spirit of God is speaking, and you can tell when the Spirit of God is speaking because, amen, it's the truth, and the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. He said, hearken diligently unto my voice. And, and, and he said, and observe and do all of the commandments that I command thee this day. I'm learning something about God, amen. Obedience is more than just doing it. It also has a lot to do with when you do it. Amen and hallelujah. Because if I'm thirsty and I'm real thirsty and I and, and I command you, I ask you to go get me a bottle of ice cold water because I need it right now. Amen. It's not going to do me much good if you obey me, but you don't bring it to me until Tuesday. We have to do what he says when he says it. Amen. That's submission. That's what humility is. That's what submitting means. And that's what we have to do. Amen. And, Brother Lewis, I'm going to, at this time, I'm going to close because we know, amen, all we have to do to get out of want is to let the Lord be our shepherd. And all we have to do, amen, to, to, to be set on high above all the nations of the earth is to hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord our God, as it says in Deuteronomy 28, and observe and do all his commandments that he commands you this day. Not just the ones that you like, but all of them. Hallelujah. Do them all, praise God. And he said, the Lord will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. And he goes on and says, and all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. And so for the next 11 verses, he reads about all the blessings, amen, that he's willing to pour upon you if you observe and do all of his commandments and hearken diligently unto his voice. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to return to God. We've been gone for too long. It's time to return. We've been playing with this thing, and it's time to turn this thing around. And we can do it right now. It's not too late. Let's get busy. Amen? God wants Amen. you to have it all. Brother Lewis. Okay, Pastor Cooper. As the lines are open, if anyone uh, that's uh, listening uh, online, our phone number is 646-595-3338. Call in, push the 1, and if you're on the phone right now, just you can push the 1 or just come on in because the mics are open. Who's going to go first? 
Um, good morning. This is Marcia. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Marcia. Good morning. Um, I want to give you an update on uh, on James. Um, he went to court and he accepted a um, to go to a rehab um, as part of his, you know, punishment or whatever. But instead of doing jail time, I guess they offered it to him. So I'm praying that this is this is going to turn him around because uh, he certainly needs it. I've spoken to him. I hadn't spoken to him for a few weeks, and he sounds like my son right now. Um, and I'm I'm just praying that there's a continued breakthrough in his sobriety and understanding of what that means. And um, and continued prayers for my daughter Alyssa, who is struggling right now with with um, you know some things that have happened because of some of her choices. But uh, you know, I I notice she has a lot of faith. They both have a lot of faith, which I I thank God for. And um, prayers for my godson, who is actually mentally ill and in custody right now. And I'm hoping that they put him in placement where he can get the help that he needs. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Well, praise the living God, and we thank the Lord for the update, and uh, and, and it sounds promising. And yeah. I like the part where you said uh, in your testimony that he sounds like your son again. Yes, yeah. yes. And, that's, and that says a whole lot because, you know, oh. nobody knows that like you. Yeah. So we just thank the Lord yeah. for that because we know that yeah. the prayers of the righteous avail as much. And we thank God for that testimony. We will continue to keep your daughter, of course, in prayer. And also uh, the other relative that you said that was incarcerated. And we also keep you in prayer as well. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, will it be another? Camille. Yes. Hey, good Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I was just um, wondering. Morning, Bill. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I was wondering about your neighbor, the uh, lady that uh, lives over there. Uh, how is she doing since we had prayed about her situation, one with the eyes? Uh, is there any any right. improvement? Uh, yes. Uh, sad to say, she had. She had an accident where she fractured her ankle on both sides, but I think that changed her around because she's gotten better. She doesn't have the dead eyes. It, I'm sorry oh. it's an accident for that to mm. happen, but it's, it's turned around and she's she's better. The eyes aren't dead. You know they have some light in them, and I'm I'm praying that this continues. Oh. You know, okay. you know, you said amen. You said accident. Sometimes God, I know, with me, took me into accidents and took, you know, things. Just my whole life was up, uprooted to wake me up and take my dead eyes away and bring life back into my eyes. So I can relate to that. Amen. I'm glad to say that prayer is strong. It's powerful, and all we have to do is use the power. Sadly, it's a power that, sadly, it's a power that most people don't use, and 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 a lot of people use it just when they need it. But it's a, it's a, it's we're supposed to have a prayer lifestyle. The Bible says we are to pray without ceasing. Amen. The Bible says men are to always pray, and yeah. don't faint. Yeah. Just pray continually, and when you live a lifestyle of prayer. You'll find yourself in a realm that you didn't even know you could be in. It's a realm of blessedness, a realm of safety and security, and we need to do that. And I highly recommend that we all, amen, engage in the lifestyle of prayer. Amen. Amen Amen and amen. amen. I'd like to put a prayer in right now for my three children. If their prayers go through, it will drip down to the grandchildren. So I'm watching, I'm praying uh, for my son, Che, who I don't uh, really, uh, he's always had a type of lifestyle where everything seemed to be going well. And if it wasn't, he he hid it very well and I didn't know it, but he's going through a bout of depression and I want to pray for Che. 
said he's seeing a therapist and he's trying to get it together. Uh, I mentioned God. Uh, he's not one that accepts, you know, the Lord right now in his life. You know, he's one of those uh, guys that preaches, you know, uh, well, they put us into slavery. How can I follow? He's one of those deniers. So I'm leaving it when I say, when you get in trouble, the first thing you probably holler is, oh, Jesus. But I'm going to pray for him. I want to pray for Nicole with her agoraphobia that she is able to get out and do things and handle her business. I want to pray for Natalie, my youngest, to slow down. She slowed down a lot, but slow down some more. Take care of your kids. Don't go away for the weekend and just assume that they're taken care of. Handle your business. And um, if they all three of them, do what they're supposed to do, I'm quite sure those three grandchildren will be blessed also. That's all I want to say. Amen, amen. I'm really moved by the prayers because, you know, there's so many things that that we we all could pray for for ourselves, but what I like about the prayers, and it's nothing wrong with praying for yourself, but the prayers that I hear are mostly for others, members of the family, things that need to be done for others, and Keep up the good work, prayer partners, because that's what it's all about. And we stand behind you, and we pray for all three of your children, and we hope and pray that the Lord will do whatever it needs to be done, because one thing about God, amen, he knows how to make himself known. He'll reveal himself to you in ways, amen, that you weren't even expecting. And so we just need to let go and let God in some cases and realize that the battle oftentimes is not ours, it is the Lord's. But we pray, and we pray, and we pray in faith, and we pray without losing hope, and we know for certainty that if God says he can, he can. And if God says he will, then he will. And no matter what the condition is, there is nothing too hard for God. So we stand in agreement with you right now, brother, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I just want to throw this in also. A lot of times we get discouraged because it doesn't happen like that. You know, I prayed and I prayed and and nothing happened. You know, and and it's not in our time. And I really believe, you know, it sounds cliche. You know, it's not in our time. It's in his time. He shows up right at the moment. But I found that to be true. You know, it's right when I'm down to the brass knuckles and he here he comes. Is he teaching me something from that? I don't know, but he comes through. It might not happen today. Oh, uh, uh, Lord, I pray. I pray for this brand-new car. Well, it might have to happen for four or five years, and then I get the brand-new car. But, you know, don't don't get discouraged if it don't happen overnight is basically what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. amen and amen. Because the moment my preaching. you faith, uh, you can know for certainty the process is already in progress. Yeah, it's already done. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is getting close to that time. And uh, would anybody like to throw anything else in here? Or, I didn't mean to throw anything else. Anybody have anything else they'd like to say before we... Uh, well, before I do say that, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, and you want to hear the repeat of this this lesson, this sermon, this course, we are on Amazon. No, I take that back. We're on iHeart, and we're on Spotify, and we're on a whole lot of different other platforms. This show is not on. This sermon is not on Apple. Some other shows are, but the most popular ones, Spotify, iHeart. Just go and look up Donnie D's Words of Wisdom and all the shows. Or you can put uh, Fellowship in the – well, you have to put in Donnie D's first because there's other fellowships, and there's a lot of Words of Wisdom, too. So put in Donnie D's, and then you'll see us. And Fellowship in the Word will be right there. Boom. And there will be a list of fellowships in the Word. And you can go and listen to um, all day long. <laughs> They're all there. Amen and amen. We love you. We appreciate you, and uh, my doom and gloom feeling is over because I've been to church this morning, and I know you've been to church this morning, 
Amen, amen. and amen. We out here, we thank you for your participation. And we ask that you continue to pray one for another. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, indeed. Amen. I'm going to put my steps in the word. Let's order my steps in the word. Yes. Next week, 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock here on the West Coast, two on the east and one in the middle. Fellowship in the World with Pastor Robert Cooper here on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah,